Coming up this week, Disneyland announces some new holiday inter... Whoa, dang it. I moved my screens around and I am just not used to this. Okay, three, two, one. Coming up this week, Disneyland announces some new entertainment for the holidays. And Walt's first Los Angeles house is safe from the wrecking ball. But the same can't be said for the former House of Blues building. Plus <laughs> later, Mary Jo takes a day six drive to Walt's Los Angeles. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Design Plug Disneyland Edition, episode 611, for the week of September 18th, 2016. The Design Plug Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Chair, Mary Jo Mary and Michael Bowling, sorry. Hey there, hi there, hi there. <laughs> I think Nancy's having gastrointestinal. Yes, yes thank you. Yeah. Oh, no, I think goodness. it's just so hot and sweaty here that my mm. vinyl IKEA chair I sit in is is squeaking mm. whenever I sit up. Did you have? Did so you I have, get to the mic? Did you have extra bolts left over from when you put it together? No, actually, I got it from the clearance area. <laughs> nice, even better. Fifty. I, hey, I won't pay for full price for an IKEA chair. No. So. All right. So Halloween update: We have now have ten, count them ten out of the seventeen dates for Mickey's Halloween party that are sold out. Um, opening night is is now sold out. Finally sold out. Uh, so September twenty third and thirtieth, they're both sold out, and then October seventh, twelfth, fourteenth. 17th, 21st, 29th, and 31st are all sold out. So, if you don't have your ticket uh, for any of the remaining dates, um, you may be too late. Yeah, uh, I, I know that they do sell, they hold a, a very few for people who go there the day of. Right, and also but like I wouldn't hotel count guests. On it. Yeah, hotel guests too. You can sometimes get them from your from the concierge desk at the hotels. But you exact, exactly, you can't count on it. Right. Um, and you're going first night, right, Mary Jo? Yep, I'm going the first night. Yep, I will be there too, so luck for us. I'll be dressed is as a Is it sold podcaster. out? Did you just say that? It is sold out, yes. Yeah, dang it. Yep, I knew I planned too late. We talked um, about it, Nancy. Well, I know we talked about it, but I couldn't get a hotel room. Um, and anyway, you, you got to check, Mary Jo, you got to check out a couple of the new things, including, tell me about the Tower of Terror last, whatever it is, it in the was, dark. First of all, it was really cool because I, it was serendipity. I had to write it. Mm-hmm. First of all, I, I was in line for Haunted Mansion, standby line, took almost an hour. I get up to the front and the cast member asked how many of my party. I said one. And she said, oh. Take this, and she gave me a fast pass for any attraction I wanted to go on. Nice, except Radiator Springs Racer. Oh, so, oh man, okay. Which I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, no. That's not the one that I wanted to go on. I wanted to go on Tower of Terror. So, um, I went over to Tower of Terror later in the af- in the evening after doing some other things, and um, they took it. So I went in with the VIP tour uh, because they weren't taking fast passes in the evening. So. I went in there, and then they said any single riders, and so they pulled me up to the front. 
So I was, I was like a double yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, as some of you know, the late check-in at the Tower of Terror starts, I think, around seven-ish when it gets dark, and the entire ride is in the dark and silent, right? No, the you still have the oh, dialogue. St- really? Okay, I read yep, somewhere that it was the- that was okay. Well, they were wrong or they okay. were lying to you. Cool. But um, yeah, so when you first get in there, you know how it gives the the uh, the twilight zone with the little door that rocks back and forth. You do get that at the very beginning, and then the rest of it is is in the dark. And that first drop, it takes forever before they drop you. You have no idea, and so the anticipation just but builds. You, but so you they would don't know based on the dialogue, no? Well, you do, but remember. You're kind of waving. So I was waving at the blank where there was nobody, you know, and then they show the family drops. Well, first they do the mirror where you wave. So I wave and then they take you up where the family drops. So you hear that and then there's total silence. Okay. And total silence. And you wait. In total silence? In total silence. But everybody is laughing and everybody's kind of like that kind of nervous titter that goes about, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they dropped and everybody started screaming. We had so much fun Dina, on that attraction. Dina in the chat room says they are holding you longer than normal. Yeah, we, we had that discussion. So, geez, well, Dina had ridden it during the day, during the regular operations and the evening. So she said she could tell that they hold you longer. And I think it just, they do that to kind of make it a little bit disconcerting because those of us, who have ridden it so right. many times, it just makes it unpredictable. Yeah. Then they take you up to the top and they take the picture and you see all of, you know, um, you see the nighttime view and then they drop you and pull you up and down. Um, at no time is it scary. More people are having fun. Um, somebody had, I had read, I think on the disboards or something that people said, why would anybody want to go on a ride that doesn't have the visual effects on it? And for those of us who have ridden it, Several times, and even for people who have ridden it during the daytime, it's a different experience. It's just, and it's just so much fun. Yeah, I came off with a huge smile on my face. So I, I, I really recommend, I recommend doing it twice. I recommend doing it during the daytime, get your fast pass. And then what Dina did is she went there a half hour before they started the evening uh, ride. So she didn't have to wait so much in line. By the time I got there, which was around, I'm thinking maybe 8 p.m. or so, 8.30-ish. It was already a 90-minute wait. So, and again, no fast passes for the evening. So either do it first thing or just, you know, suck it up and get in line and just enjoy talking to everybody else or playing Pokemon Go while you wait in line and going in it. But, yeah, I I really liked it. Very cool. Yeah, I would do it again. And I plan to. <laughs> you know, this would even totally be an easy thing for them to bring back at any point ever. Yeah, that's true. That's so. true. There we go. Uh, I want to say hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen and chat live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific, head over to Mixler.com. It's M-I-X-L-R.com and look for the Disneyland edition. Always a good time, or so they say. Um, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, I'll, I'll get back to you for se- in a second, Mary Jo. Um, I want to sh- throw a uh, shout out because we need a new uh, listener to help plan their trip. 
So we're we're done with Matt. Poor Matt. He's he's done. He's gone. Uh, Matt was fun. <laughs> you, we've we've had a lot of That's fun people. Yeah. yeah. And Matt. Leah was the first. She was great. Yeah. Matt was fun. Was that two years ago or three years ago? I it's been a don't long know, time. No, but she did yeah. a great blog. If yeah. anybody ever wants to read a, a a good blog about a first time trip to Disneyland with yeah. your family, and Amy was fun too. We had a lot of fun people. Yep. So if you want to be among the fun people and you have a pl- trip planned, say late fall, um, shoot me an email, Tom at wdwinfo.com, and we'll talk. Uh, let's see what else do we want to talk about. Um, oh, there was, you said there's something new at the Tiki Room. There is. Um, I was wandering around the parks thinking what to do, and I decided to look at the Disneyland app. And I saw the Tiki Room was only five minutes, and since I love that attraction, I went over there, and I noticed they they got rid of the turnstiles. Oh wow! And so it's it's got an, a wide opening to go into the Tiki Room. And so I asked the cast member, you know, with this very confused look on my face, uh, turnstiles? <laughs> and he says they just removed them this past week. In fact, he told me two days before I had gone, they had removed the turnstiles. He said, unfortunately, the secret is no longer a secret. He said with the number of people going inside the line to go to get their Dole Whip and then leaving the queue and people actually trying to go into the attraction, it was just a, um, it just jammed up. So well, they're and, trying, and the count probably, if it was counting anything, it probably wasn't accurate anymore. Right. Yeah, that's that's a really good point too, because it would count people going in. So um, they're trying it as a test to see how how it works, and um, but it looks so. Pr- I mean, it's just it's so inviting now. You just walk in, and luckily I got there, and you know the courtyard started. All the little tiki's started there their little spiels and stuff. And um, when I got up there, our cast member was Maynard, who some of you might know. Right. Mm-hmm. Maynard mm-hmm. is well known. So Maynard, I start, I asked him if I could take a picture with him, and he goes, I got to click first. So he's doing the count. So the cast members, as the people walk into the tiki room, they're counting them now that way um, instead ah. of relying on the turnstiles. Because they still, and then he was telling me that they're thinking about putting sensors at the exit of the tiki room, which would kind of make sense so that they can get a count of the people that watch the show. Yeah. So it's there. If there are things they're tossing in their mind, but I guess they realize that having, um, especially on the very busy days, uh-huh. having people going in and out for the dole whips and trying to get on their traction and stuff can get to be a little frustrating. And then you have the, you know, so, um, I think it's going to work out better this yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I have one more thing. Uh, it's only September, and the school year has just begun. However, dates are already out for Grad Night 2017. So right. if you have, I know, right? So if you have a uh, trip planned in uh, May or June of 2017, listen closely and take notes. Um, I'll have this up on the Disney next day or two, but uh, for now. Uh, grad night is oh and again grad night will be uh, a park hopper for the for the students and so they'll be at both parks and then a after after hours party at California Adventure uh, May fifth sixth tenth seventeenth nineteenth twentieth twenty fourth thirtieth and thirty first uh, June second third sixth seventh ninth 
10th, 14th, 16th, and 17th. And if you need those dates again, just hit back 30 seconds and play it again. Uh, so, Sam. Yes, exactly. So, um, and if you can at all avoid it, maybe make one of those days, if you're going to be in town, make one of those days a day six adventure instead of um, being in the parks. That might be better. Uh, anybody else have housekeeping? I have a couple more. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, back to the Haunted Mansion. Uh, one thing I did notice is at the end of the Haunted Mansion, they also got rid of the turn, you know, those turnstiles that you used to have to squeeze through to get out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they got rid of me, those too. Not me, but yeah. <laughs> that people, some people had yes, to squeeze through to get, get out, especially if they have backpacks right, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, got yeah, rid yeah, of those yeah. so you can just walk out of the Haunted Mansion. Makes it a whole lot easier. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I was telling Kelly about um, the the Tiggy Room and showing the pictures that I took. And she said, oh, yeah, the Haunted Mansion, because she wrote on it also. Um, it talked about Sally and everything. So that was really nice. And then Dina reminded us in the chat room, too, that the queue for the standby and the fast pass now go as you're – think of the long line for the, for the Haunted Mansion where the porch ends to the – very left of the Haunted Mansion, that's where they mm-hmm. merge the queues together now. Whereas the Fast Pass queue used to go towards the front mm-hmm. of the porch. The it's now steps. at, it's all the way at the left end now. And then you Sometimes walk. they do that though. Sometimes they'll send the, it, it just depends they'll on. They'll send the, you around. Yeah, they'll send you around. And. Okay. Yeah. But they have the cast members standing there and I don't know. Yeah. So it, it might change again, but yeah. they're probably trying out different. Ways so that they sometimes, can the sometimes like the, the, in front of the little grave, the graveyard, the, the standby line will zigzag and the fast pass line will go straight along the right side. Or sometimes both will zigzag, but the fast pass will, yeah, it just, yeah. They just change. Yeah, I'm glad just, they're yeah. organized because yeah. I, I'm glad I, I didn't just say that, it. but. <laughs> well, they are. They're well organized. You just follow the queue yeah. and the stay within the ropes. But it sure was nice to see the the old tombstones again. I was just going to ask if you saw this. Yes, and and it was fun because people were reading them, and I just remember when I was a kid and we would read them and, and out loud and laugh at at the sayings and stuff. So it was nice seeing that. It was just fun. I didn't mind being, I didn't mind being the queue. It was fifty minutes. But it was just fun people watching and looking at everything that they've added to it. And playing Pokemon. And Well, yeah, that too. I, hey, I leveled up, so. <laughs> <laughs> but that was you cool. I, hysterical. I, I also wanted to mention, I, I know in last week's show, you all were talking about the Main Street windows and the animated uh, windows. And I just wanted yeah, to confirm, they're, they're all working except the Toy Story one. That one was dark. Um, probably Andy was coming. They were all asleep, you know, but you know, that nice. one's not working, but I'll keep up the storyline. <laughs> yes. But all, all the others were working fine. And I saw sensational at nighttime since they no longer have paint the night. And I forgot how charming sensational is with all the lights and the bright paint on the floats. I think it may have been Michael. Somebody had mentioned that paint was kind of chipping and stuff mm-hmm. on the on, that it showed the wear and tear on the parade, but I didn't notice any of that. Um, I was with too many happy people, 
We were standing. Yes, that's right. And because I'm sour, I noticed that kind no, of stuff. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean it like that. I was standing by people who, first-time visitors who wouldn't notice stuff like that. I'm so uh, sorry. I didn't mean it like that. No, I, I <laughs> thought it had faded, not chipped. Okay. But, but I think with the lights in the evening, um, it, it just looked, it just. It's more vibrant. Yeah, it's a little bit more. Thank you, Nancy. It's a little bit more vibrant. Um, the feel is, the feeling is different, probably because it's <laughs> probably because it's in the evening and you're not sitting in the hot sun and you're not tired. It it was just really sure you are. <laughs> no, well, I wasn't, but anyway, okay. it was it was really nice and and um, I happened to come out of Adventureland right before they put the rope up to block off the street, so I had a front row view and probably about less than 15 minutes before the parade started. So for those of you who forgot to wait in line two hours before a parade or something, you might try that venue. If there's, if they're going to put a rope to block off the street, kind of stand in the general vicinity so that when they start to put the rope up, you can get in place really quickly because you can't block the street while you're waiting. You have to wait till they start to put the rope up. But anyway, it was a fun time over there. Cool. And I had a, they changed the macarons at Jolly Holiday, Ooh. and now it's they still have the raspberry, which is uh-huh. still, I think, my favorite. But now they're chocolate macarons. Ooh. Ooh. So you guys just got to try What's it. the filling? Also chocolate? Yep. Okay. Chocolate macarons with chocolate filling. Ooh. So I had nice. a not, salad not, and Not pumpkin macaroon. spice? Not that I saw. Okay. I was debating <laughs> oh between God. the pumpkin. They, they did have that pumpkin cupcake that looked really good, and... I was debating, but I was like, nah, I'm going to try it. <clears throat> Zoe and I had the nastiest pumpkin spice Starbucks Frappuccino. Don't get it as a Frappuccino. Please don't. Save your trouble. And money. Ew. Yes. Yeah. Cold, I ha- I've never taken a drink back to Starbucks. I actually took a drink back to Starbucks. All right. Uh, Michael, you got anything? I do. Okay, go for it. Is Mary Jo done? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, well, just last week I mentioned, you know, that Connecting with Walt would be getting its own feed on iTunes. Guess what? Connecting with Walt got its own feed on iTunes. <laughs> Yay. We, we, I, I subscribe, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, so Yay. we went up uh, on Tuesday and uh, I know uh, a link was sent out. So uh, if you want to, you know, if if you're a fan of Connecting with Walt and you still want to hear it, you'll want to go on to iTunes. We'll have a link to it in our show notes. And, you know, and, and I hope you'll rate us and write your positive comments. If you, if you, uh, have any negative comments, the best way to send those in <laughs> is in, in an envelope. Just write your comments in an envelope. Um, just address it simply to iTunes. The post office will know where to send it. No, no, no return, no return address is necessary and put a three cent stamp on it and and it'll it'll get there but, but. i have a i have a question michael and you mm-hmm. probably said i'm sorry if i missed it because i was too busy laughing mm-hmm. um are all of the are is it going to be retroactive to the first yes. show that you and craig did they are thank you for bringing that up because that was a question from last week yes they're all there all the shows That's so nice. i think there are 19 of them something like that are all there so, so you can subscribe, binge, download, yeah. and binge listen to all of them, and just that's so cool. You can, yeah, 
Excellent. I can go back and re-listen to see, okay, what did I talk about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I did that show already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm talking about one of the lands at, at the Magic Kingdom, and I thought, okay, what did I say about the castle? So <laughs> I, I have to go back and listen to it. So Anyway, so, cool. that, that, so that's my housekeeping. So I hope you'll join us in October. We've already started recording episodes, so we have a good month coming for our one-year anniversary. Very cool. All right. Anybody else have housekeeping? No, I'm pretty boring today. Okay, cool. Um, Forgot to mention the rest of our uh, Diz Unplugged family of podcasts. Of course, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show every Monday. The Orlando Show every Tuesday live at 10 a.m. Pacific. The Universal Edition every Thursday live at 10 a.m. Pacific. And then, of course, Diz Pop every Friday-ish. And the Daily Fix, every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, your quick look at the day's Disney news. All right, let's talk about what's in the news. Uh, a f- kind of a follow-up from something we talked about a month or so ago. Michael, do you have that in front of you? I do. A while back, we talked about how Walt and Roy's first studio, which was in a garage in the back of their Uncle Robert's home, the uh, the 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 garage itself has been moved, and it's it a long time ago, and it's sitting in a museum somewhere. The house, though, was bought by new owners who did not know the significance of the house or care. And, well, they according to one of the articles I read, they didn't know okay. its significance. So the house, you know, is a bit old, and so they had um, filed demolition um, permits, and then of course people realized what it was. And there, it, on September fifteenth, twenty sixteen, the City of Los Angeles Cultural Cultural Heritage Commission voted unanimously to consider the historic cultural monument designation for the former home of Walt Disney. And actually, what this is is it's really the his uh, it was the home of Uncle Robert and his Uncle Robert. And so they're going to be take. They're going to visit the property in the next few weeks, and then they're going to take a final vote on the monument status. So uh, so anyway, and what they're hoping is if it does get this status, that the original garage is going to be moved from the Garden Grove Museum that it's sitting in, that it's been there since the 1980s, that, that it will be placed there. But in another article I read, the owners said, we didn't realize the significance of this and that they are willing to work with the city in getting, nice. getting its, uh, you know, in getting this designation for the house. Very cool. So, and, and Uncle Robert was a very important person. If, as, as you'll find out in listening to Connecting with Walt in October, it was really Uncle Robert that, uh, that let Elias know about Marceline. And that's how, that's how the Disney family ended up in Marceline, Missouri, was through Uncle Robert. And Uncle Robert's wife, Aunt Margaret, she, every time they visited the family in Marceline would always have, uh, the big chief tablets and crayons for Walt. And yeah. she's, uh, is she the one that was played by the girl from Full House in the movie with the kid from Rookie of the Year? I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You lost me. I'm sorry. Oh my! There's that recent Walt movie. Um... Oh, there are two of them. I have not watched either one, but I'm looking right at them. Um, what dreamers do? No, the other and one. Walt before Mickey. Yes, that one. 
Yeah, I, I have that. The book is supposed to be very good. That's next on my reading list. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, Jody Sweeten that was in, in Oh, um, Jody Sweeten. I was wondering if that's who you Yeah, she was in Full House. She was she played one of uh Walt's aunts, so she actually did a really good job because yeah. I saw the I saw the movie. I kept anyway. much w- waiting for it. It was only like one scene, but anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Was that it, Michael? I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. Okay, cool. All right. And in another, in, in related news, um, the former home of the House of Blues in downtown Disney at the Disneyland Resort is now set for demolition. Uh, the House of Blues closed in May to begin a move to nearby Garden Walk. Poor, uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, there have been no plans announced as to what is happening with or what is replacing the House of Blues, but fa- fl- but plans were filed recently with the city of Anaheim that show the 1,700-square-foot building and its patio will be removed entirely. Uh, the ba- Wait, so they're going to remove it with no plans of what they're going to well, put in there? Well, they haven't announced any plans. Got it. The rumor is it's the, it's the bowling alley. Splitsville? It's going to go in Splitsville. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, there's, there, there's gotta be something going in because they're not, um, demolishing the basement. Japanese restaurant. Japanese mm. restaurant. Oh, that sushi. Nice? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That would be so nice. They need to replace the old place. Mm-hmm. Yamabuki. Over in, uh, yeah. The, is that, isn't it Yamabuki? Yeah, but Yamabuki. Is that mm-hmm. place big enough for, is it, I mean, for, bo- for bowling lanes? That's it. I was trying to figure out. It oh, doesn't seem like it has it? a big footprint. Can no. it expand? You know what? The footprint's a lot bigger when you think about how much outdoor terrace they had. No, but I'm just saying one direction to get, you know, for the lane. A lane? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you bring it outward and maybe wrap it, because mm, that, that, uh, the back of that plaza is pretty big. I think they can go north. Um. And, and expand the footprint of actual downtown Disney to the north toward toward the parks, but so we'll see how that works. Um, it doesn't the bowling alley still exist at Garden Walk though? Mm, yes, yeah, because that that would be such. House, a, I mean, if House they're going to put House of is replacing the 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 movie, movie theater. theater, yeah. Right, so if they have the House of Blues, which they, um, I saw on the website for Garden Walk, it's slated to open um, summer of twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed right. to open. That was that was that was. I was getting to that next. They they originally was supposed to be like this summer, then they bumped it to fall of this year, and then they just had a, a post that you saw on Facebook that now it's early twenty seventeen. Yeah, I think I saw that on probably our site, Facebook, or on their website. Yeah, yeah. or on our page. Could have been. Yeah. I probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be like twice as big because the 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 concert venue is going to be like two thousand square seat uh, square feet. Really, two thousand seats a uh, concert hall, and then an additional four hundred seat like smaller venue. I think the one that is there was what nine hundred or a thousand feet seats. Uh, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Of course, they still haven't announced. Um, sprinkles either and that's supposed to go in you know what i saw some i wonder if it's going to go next to the world of disney because i they have that area boarded up 
So where, where you look at the, board, no, was, the world of Disney to the right of it? It was supposed to go into part of the Quicksilver building. Ah, okay. Next to next to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Ish. Well, that, that makes sense, yeah. especially if it's going to be next to Starbucks. You get coffee uh-huh. and yeah. bypass one of the Starbucks pastries for sprinkles. Mmm, sprinkles. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we're done with House of Blues. Knock it down. All right. Let's go to let's go to some happy news. Uh, for this year's holiday season, the Disneyland Resort is bringing back some favorites, updating some shows, and adding stuff that's new. Uh, at Disneyland Park, everything's coming back. Uh, the Winter Castle's coming back. Uh, Christmas Fantasy Parade is yay, my favorite is coming back. Um, Small World Holiday, and of course, Haunted Mansion Holiday is already back. Uh, surprisingly, Jingle Cruise is back. I like Jingle Cruise. People love that. (laughs) People, yeah. I didn't get to see it. There's no accounting for taste in people. Um, And then Hokey is good. It makes us little people happy. (laughs) Making the little people happy. Hokey is good. And then after a year off, believe in holiday magic fireworks is back. Yay! Yay! Snow! Yay! There's not a frozen. There's not a frozen segment in that, is there? No. Good. Okay. Yes. Not Uh, yet. Not yet. (laughs) What did I just do? Oh man. Okay. Uh, and Santa Claus will once again be greeting guests at a location in Critter Country. Uh, I think last year, did he take over part of uh, the Winnie the Pooh area or all of yeah, the Winnie the Pooh wasn't area? It, yeah. Wasn't it part of the meet and greet queue? Right. Yeah. yeah, he replaced Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Yeah. And Tigger, too? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He was I don't know, but I can see an interesting vying competition mm-hmm. between Rudolph and Tigger. Nice. All right. And the fun stuff happens over at California Adventure. Um, let's, let me skip ahead. World of Color is getting a new seasonal show. Gone is, what was it, Winter Dreams? Mm-hmm. The new show is called World of Color Season of Light. And it'll probably be just like Winter Ooh. Dreams. Only mix Ex- up. Except heavier frozen. Yes. Heavier exactly, on yes. the frozen. More, more frozen, yes. Um, like more cowbell. More it's cowbell, more yes, yes. Um, and Santa, when he's visiting California Adventure through his tunnel that goes underneath the, the Esplanade, uh, <laughs> will be at a new location inside the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's surprising. I thought it was so perfect in, in Elias and yeah, Company. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, but this way he doesn't have to change his outfit on when he goes through the tunnel. Oh, that's true. He can keep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess he just hitches a ride with Mickey when he mm-hmm. goes back and forth. Exactly, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, over at Paradise Gardens, uh, the popular Viva Navidad is Yay, returning. that's wonderful. Uh, but that's not the only entertainment that's going to be there because, bum, 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 the rumor is true, we are getting a... Food and wine event in during the holidays called Festival of Holidays, which will feature fourteen different internationally inspired food and beverage locations, all from Scandinavia, all frozen themed. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> snow cones, everyone. Um, international music Reindeer groups. Meat. <laughs> Olaf oh. burgers. <laughs> no, or, or no, and, no, Sven burgers. Sven and, carrot, burgers. and carrots. Uh, Special character experiences, uh, like, um, I think the three caballeros will be back, but also the Disneyland Resort debut of Princess Elena of 
Avalor. Is that how you pronounce it? Avalor. Avalor? Okay. Uh, From the Disney Channel. Yeah. From Mm -hmm. Disney Junior. Those who don't. Yes. The new princess. The new princess, yes. But yes. We, we haven't seen her yet. There's in... lots of flying animals in her kingdom. Okay. Apparently. Right like there? bats? No, like flying animals. Uh, my daughter picked up some flying, like, mm. flying cat like, thing um, or something. Pegasus? In, in the store. No, it wasn't a pegasus. <laughs> it well, was a different sort of flying animal. So, I think it was a flying cat. So what do we think about the the food and wine? Love. I'm excited. Okay. Me too. I'm really pleased. Anytime you can give me something other than the usual theme park fair, Mm -hmm. I'm all a happy And I'm assuming they will use the same location? That seemed seemed to work. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you'd think so. And they probably did the infrastructure to be able to do those, and they probably have the booths in storage somewhere, so they just got to throw a holiday paint job on them and... And bring them back. Hopefully, they weren't rented. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so holiday season officially starts November tenth, and goes actually a little longer than I thought it was going to. It goes through January eighth. So, well, because that's to incorporate the um, Three Kings Dia de los Reyes, okay. which is January sixth. Okay, cool. So, so they want to they want to incorporate, you know, mm-hmm. keep that in it. So, do you think that the taping of the parade then will be the prior week, or do you think it'll be November 10th that weekend? Oh, who knows? Do they even tape it anymore? Well, they tape something. There's shows, and they didn't tape it last year, but they did the year before. Usually, Nancy is a lot better than I am on what's going on with those. Yeah, usually we kind of either know when to kind of figure out when to go. Like, it's usually yeah, the but, first weekend. Yeah, but it's, it's not the, even but a They changed it, and it's anymore. now more during the week. Well, they're taping more during the week than on the weekends like they used to. It's like it starts Sunday and then and then kind of goes Monday, Tuesday now. And we'll keep an eye on the, on the boards and see if we can find out what's going on. Yeah. All right. That is the news. Um, time for rapid fire. I will. No, I'm not going to go first because I'm tired of talking. Uh, Michael, go for it. Well, you might remember a few weeks ago, I mentioned that the Walt Disney Family Museum was having a big fundraising gala on Tuesday, November 1st, 2016 at 6.30 p.m. at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa at the Disneyland Resort. And this is to honor uh, Marty Sklar, Disney legend and Walt Disney Imagineering ambassador, who worked with Walt Disney and, and was a leading creative force uh, to each of the 11 theme parks around the world. He's going to be honored with the Diane Disney Miller Lifetime Achievement Award. And, and this award recognizes individuals who have made an outstanding impact in the field of arts, education, community involvement, or technological in advancements. Last year, a singer, songwriter, Disney legend, um, Richard Sherman received it. Well, they now have announced the Master of Ceremonies, and you will all be thrilled mm-hmm. to know that it is 
fresh off his gig of World of Colors <laughs> Celebrate, Neil Patrick Harris. You do have your tickets already, Mike, Michael. Oh, oh, wait till I tell you the price of the tickets. Uh, they'll serve as master of ceremonies. And, and as, as, as old Neil said, as a massive Disney fan, I am honored to be able to carry on the renowned legacy of the man who made it all possible, Walt Disney himself. And support the Walt Disney Family Museum for its second annual gala to help foster the next generation of creative talent while honoring Disney legend Marty Scalar for his outstanding achievement. So that's very nice. And he definitely is a huge, um, yeah. a huge Disney fan. And, you know, if this helps the museum, you know, I'm all for it. They, a, a while back, I told you I had written to ask for how much a table and all that is. And I do have the. <laughs> oh, you're going to string for a whole table for us. Thanks, Michael. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, the dish should, because then we can put our logo up. Right. You know, there. Oh, that'd be awesome. I, I don't even know if you want to know mm, what those levels not. are. Let's, we can get down to what maybe the ones Where, that are not. We, yeah, can we well, sit in table, steerage? Uh, if you want to wash the dishes, maybe yes. that's what we can afford. Uh, if the if if you do want seating for eight at a table, that is fifteen thousand dollars. That's director level, but also you can have um, a, a logo placement. And there's a whole bunch of other things that you get for that. For single seat for the at the premier level, it is five thousand dollars. You get priority placement with fellow fellow VIPs or other guests of honor. Again, your name or if it's your company, a logo placement on the event um donor recognition wall. You get donor recognition throughout twenty seventeen. Um they take the first one hundred dollars and they give you a membership to the museum at the friend level, which is what Carol and I are at. And then you get access to two private invitation-only curators' receptions for the feature exhibition in May 2017 and, you, and other exclusive invitations. Then there's preferred single seat at $2,500, and you get, you get almost all of this. You get uh, you get though um, the first 195. You get uh, a membership at the family level. Um, and then, but you get pretty much everything else there. Uh, also, if you are a member of the museum, if you are a Walt Circle donor, which is the highest level of membership, you can get a single seat for $500. Uh, it's a limit of two of those seats. And it does not apply to like your membership renewal or anything. And then any um, current supporter level members, you, a single seat is $1,750. And th again, that's a limit to two seats. So that's that. So that's how much it is. If you do, if you are interested in this, or if you're a corporation, if you if your company would like to get involved, there are much higher donor levels, and you get a way more perks than that uh we'll have the the contact information in our um our our show notes uh, about who you can contact in order to um to uh you know find out more so anyway so that's it so uh, anyway but you'll cut you'll contact karma um zeisman she's the director of international advancement we'll have her email in our show notes the museum also announced a new program in October, and this sounds cool. It is a talk on Saturday, October 16th. It's um, Tales of Ghoulish Delight, Creating the Haunted Mansion. October and 16th? Is October 15th, 1-5. Okay. Okay. Sorry. 
Um, so this this panel is going to include Imagineer Kim Irvine, uh, Walt Disney Company alumni Ed Square, and Winchester Mystery House general manager Walter Magnuson. Uh, and because uh, you may may remember when we interviewed Rolly Crump, he went up to the Winchester Mystery House for inspiration on the Haunted Mansion. He was designing it. So they're going to talk about Walt's influence on this attraction and the three scripts that were developed for by Walt's original illusioneers, Ken Anderson, Mark Davis, and Exitensio. If you are a member, you've already gotten an email on this telling you at what dates you can buy your advanced tickets. And then uh, tickets will be on sale to the public, though, beginning Thursday, September 22nd at 10 a.m. online. They do have two presentations. Uh, tickets are very reasonably priced. Um, for non-members, it's $20. Wow. $15 for student and youth members. So if you're going to be around on October 15th, I'd say definitely try to get tickets for this. This will be fantastic. Also, there is a video that's being re-released called Walt, the Man Behind the Myth. It's being remastered. It'll be available at the museum store in October. You know, if you like that, that PBS series, which we discussed and and Craig and I also discussed on the show, and um, we were not impressed with it. If you want to see a really excellent presentation on Walt Disney, um, you want to get this Walt, a uh, man behind the myth. There's also a book based on it. That's the official um, museum catalog, but this has not been uh, available for years now. So this, this is coming out. It has, it, it's, um, it's hosted by Disney legend, Dick Van Dyke. And this this really is the the DVD that helped inspire the museum. It did play on television around back in the year two thousand two thousand and one, and then wasn't shown again except um, I think in repeats every once in a while. But um, th- it, it's excellent. It is not a sanitized version at all because that's not what Diane wanted. Um, but it, what what's nice is though they interviewed people that worked directly with Walt, a lot of Imagineers, a lot of story artists, um, people who are no longer with us. So this will be available in their online store. I I can't recommend this this um, documentary highly enough. So you put it on your, your holiday list for or birthday list for your families if you're a Disney fan uh, and ask them to get this for you. Awesome. And, they, and that's it for me. Thank you, Michael. Couple of, couple of quick clarifications. Uh, we're talking about when ho- a holiday start. Uh, in the chat room, they're reminding us that is, that is also not only uh, the weekend that Veterans Day is usually celebrated, but also... The Avengers Marathon is that weekend. So, yeah. Lately, it seems like Disney coincides a lot of their stuff with mm-hmm. other holidays. You know, yeah. They like to yeah. just, like, bundle it. Yeah. And, then they, and then they weekend. pack the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Jody Sweeten played Charlotte Disney. Whoever that is, I don't know. Michael, help me. <laughs> I mean, who- Isn't that Robert's wife, he said? Is, is that what it was? I'm sorry, what was that again? Jody Sweeten played Charlotte Disney. Charlotte Disney? No, Margaret was yeah, Robert's okay. wife. Okay. Charlotte Disney. I, that name is not ringing a bell to me. Okay. Where is that message? Let's see. He'll know by this. Oh, no, I looked it up. 
connecting with Walt. Hmm. Um, let's see. Charlotte is... I don't know. Anyway. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, Mary Jo. So we've been talking about the holidays at the Disneyland Resort and the Halloween parties coming up. The Jazz Kitchen has some cool dinners that you can enjoy before going to one of the parties. They have three dates that they'll be having these dinners, September 23rd, 28th, and September 30th only. And the seatings are at either 4 p.m., 4.30 p.m., and 5 p.m. They're offering a three-course dinner um, for adults or children. The adults are $55. Kids ages 3 to 10 are $25. Does not include tax or gratuity. That's just the base um, the base cost for the dinner. So they do require that you have advanced reservations. And I will send the link to Tom so you could have the number in the show notes. Uh, seating begins at 4 p.m. Credit card required for reservation. 24-hour notice required for cancellation, so if you have regrets, you can certainly cancel at least 24 hours in advance. And if you don't cancel, then they'll charge you $25. They say call Bruno or Jasmine in the sales office to reserve your seat. Nobody else has to be Bruno or Jasmine that answers the phone. And area code 714-563-7261. So it's trick-or-treats menu. For starters, you either get a red beet and goat cheese salad or the andouille sweet potato bisque. For the entrees, your choices are the Creole goulabes. Or is that goulabes? It has to be goulabes. Oh, goulabes. Get it? Goulabes? Yeah. The black and blue <laughs> chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the Cajun fried voodoo pork. And yes. for dessert, they have the blueberry beignets. Uh, so that looks really good. They cool. don't have Pete's... Um, Pig wings or whatever right, that thing. Pig wings. I, yeah. I don't know. They, sticky they voodoo pig wings. Yeah, yeah whatever it was. Voodoo sticky pig wings or something. So the Creole goulabes is the Gulf shrimp, crawfish, and Prince Edward Island mussels simmered in a saffron permo pernod fumé, served over Cajun rice. The blackened blue chicken is blackened chicken breast served over southern greens with garlic mash and blue cheese cream sauce. And the Cajun fried voodoo pork is tender pork wine pan fried in Cajun seasoned batter with candied sweet potatoes, green beans. Um, it's finished with a voodoo sweet and sour sauce. And the blueberry beignets are the house-made, oh, they're so good. The house-made French donuts served warm with blueberry compote and powdered sugar. For the kitties, they've got crudite or crudite. The crudite is chilled broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, and celery served with ranch dressing. The andouille sweet potato bisque, which is a smooth puree of sweet potatoes flavored with autumn and creole spices. And for the kids, their entrees are either a petite filet mignon, which is served with mashed potatoes and baby carrots, uh, fried shrimp, which is five crispy shrimp served with garlic, parmesan fries, and baby carrots, or the chicken parmesan and pen pasta served with garlic bread. For dessert, they've got white chocolate brownie a la mode, which is a vanilla bean ice cream, warm chocolate, and ganache drizzle. So I'm hungry. Thank if you. you want, I know. If you want to to eat up before you hit the parks for the party, because um, I really, you know, some people want to eat while they're there at the party. I wouldn't waste time eating dinner during the Halloween party after you pay all that money to go have fun and meet characters and collect have a big lunch. Um, candy. Yeah. Have a big lunch or, or go to the early dinner, the 4 p.m. dinner, because I believe that if you have the Halloween tickets, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, Three hours you early. can get in at 
four, three hours early. Three hours so if it's seven p.m., you get in at four. Yeah. So, I would I would say have an an early dinner or a late lunch, and so you can enjoy the um, so you can enjoy the Halloween party. But that's it. Very cool. And if you are visiting Halloween weekend and you did not get into the Halloween party, uh, here's a day six alternative. The Anaheim Fall Festival and Halloween Parade will take place this year on Saturday, October 29th. Uh, the Fall Festival is held in downtown Anaheim at, in the Center Street Promenade, or Promenade if you're not fancy, and begins at 11 a.m. Uh, there will be parking available in the Center Street Center Street parking structure. The parade begins at 6 p.m. at Broadway and West Street, traveling through the downtown area via the Center Street Promenade and ending at the Packing House. Uh, for more details and a map, visit www.anaheimhalloweenparade.org. So one of these days I'm going to have to go check that out because it sounds like a lot of fun and uh, some of the stuff is designed by... Uh, Kevin Kidney and Joe, Kidney. Jody Daly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they're both still very involved with mm-hmm. it. Especially Kevin. Yep. All right, Nancy, did you find something? Okay, of course I did. <laughs> oh, that's right, we decided. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Silly. And and thank you to the chat room. Um, let me see who it was that, um, that told me. Um, it is Beck and the Beast from the chat room reminded me that those winged creatures from Eleanor, uh, Eleanor of Av- Elena of Avalor is, um, they are winged jaguars called, um, Hakins. <coughs> J-A-Q-U-I-N. I'm sure that's real. Okay. Anyway, there, she has a magical ability uh, as well, so. Don't we all? I mean, you know, the, it's a fan, it's a fantasy. It's not quite like, you know. A regular story. It's like how so. It's not quite you like know, the, little, the first. The little had, mermaid where. Well, Sophia the first had you know had winged horses and and winged chariot racing and things like that. So there we go. Right. So Eleanor of Avalor, and it it looks like there's some really cool um, Latin folklore cultural references in the show too. See, so. I may have to watch it just because. Anyway, but my rapid fire has absolutely nothing to do with that. <laughs> and, you know, since we spent the early part ta- of the show talking about uh, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror final checkout, um, California Adventure thought it would be a really good idea to, like, have some kind of food item to help you celebrate. Of course. Uh, why not? A, a sippy, um, the a first sippy cup one, shaped like the Tower of Terror? Should I should I go for the redeeming value or the the special? Yeah, no, go go with the 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 ugly. Go with the special first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here it is. It is the Tower Drop Dog at Award Wieners because Award Wieners seems to be the place where they really want to experiment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the only place where I've ever eaten something and then thrown up right oh, away. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they really like to experiment with their exciting mm-hmm. dogs. And this one is no exception. <laughs> it is an all-be-franked, dipped in red pepper ketchup. Why? Oh, to make the grilled onions, peppers, and onion crunch stick mm, to oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. That makes perfect that, sense. That's why. And it's on a what they call a black noir potato bun. 
So the bun looks kind of scary in the picture, and the peppers. Does it like have like seeds or something on it, or? It has like sesame. It's a sesame seed bun, only it's just you know dyed, kind of like those blue whatchamacallits over at the. Like the black buns they use at uh, Galactic Grill. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Um, so yeah, that, and, um, it says one, the, the phrase they use in the Disney Parks blog said, one bite will make you think you've cr- just crossed over into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and they call them scarily as, delicious. As it drops to the bottom of your stomach, yes. Yeah. And they call it scarily delicious. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, it is. So yes. that's really not, I think the guy who did I'm that copy try really it. You try it. A, I'm not Oh, yeah, Rachel Bashiro at Food and Beverage Marketing. Yeah, the communications coordinator. Yeah, she needs to really rethink, rethink her uh, glossary <laughs> let's, let's, and her thesaurus. Yeah, so let's go to the yes, redeeming one, yes. which is kind of scary in the weird colors it is. But, it's, but at but Carthay it's, Circle, but it's so it has it, to be yeah. good. Yeah, it's Carthay Circle, so it has to be good. Um, they have a special martini called the Drop, and that features Midori with Irish cream and grenadine dropped in. So obviously, like a boilermaker, only Midori, not Midori Irish cream and grenadine. Yeah, I'm not sure Midori. That doesn't sound Midori good to and me at grenadine. All. Midori and grenadine. Okay, I can get that cherry That's and melon. It's just not enough alcohol. It needs to be have like some vodka in there too, or something. I mean, uh, well, you get the Irish cream on top yeah, of it. But- also, it's going to be really, really sweet. Yeah. I I just, I don't know. It's a funky and interesting looking cocktail. And, you know, they don't do bad at the Carthay. But so, when they're forced to by the promotions department, they might. Ah, uh, You know what? But they have a fairly good craft cocktail crafting group. So... I don't necessarily think it's that, but, you know, they might have been sampling a few too many tries before they got this one. I don't know. I guess we'll have to go and try it. We'll sacrifice our our kidneys for it. I'll be there next weekend. Maybe I'll go pop by and pick one up. Mary Jo, you want to join me? Sounds like fun. Saturday? Sunday? Uh... We can start by... We can start by drink... The morning by drinking cocktails. Nice. Yay. Yay. Not Saturday, I'm going to a wedding, but Sunday. And, you can and, then, drink my drinks and then you can be drunk on the podcast. Perfect. That's that would be you awesome. You want us to kind of loosen up anyway, don't you? <laughs> no. Because, <laughs> you know, we're not loose right. enough already. I'm just going to leave that there. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And Michael's just sitting yes, there biting yes. his. Are the, I'm looking are the up Charlotte and Margaret tongue? Disney yes, did, here. Did you find anything? <laughs> Well, Charlotte Disney was married to Robert, so I'm trying to figure out Margaret here. So, old Margaret. So, anyway. Right. So, anyway, I'm still working on okay. it. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll have... I, we'll but have I to... have books out. I have all kinds of stuff I'm going <laughs> I'm on. I'm sorry, Michael. No, no, this bothers me. <laughs> he was given a challenge, and now he's, by gosh, he's going to find right. it. Right, all right. Well, maybe maybe we'll, we'll either save that for next week, or maybe we'll, if it fits in with um, the upcoming segment... 
from Mary Jo. We'll, we'll fit it in there. Uh, for the Again, for those of you listening live, stick around for a day six drive around Los, Los Angeles. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.